First off, I would have to say organization. So, you know, I'm just inherently a, a really organized guy. It comes naturally to me. And it also, as a result, is pretty essential for my daily function that things are organized both in a physical sense and, you know, on online as well. So really managed to kind of maintain my organization at, at a high degree. And that just helps you on a daily basis to have more effective days, you know, stick to the schedule you set and yeah, and just, just be more productive as a result. So that's certainly one. The second one is I have a pretty um, consistent um, routine in terms of, of physical fitness. So it's a pretty big habit in my life and it's an anchor and it provides consistency. And um, in addition to that, you know, when things might be not going so well in other areas, um, I see it as, as a place where I'm continuing to drive progress. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. So excited about bringing you just an incredible uh, young leader, Sasa Milosevic. I guess this is the first brother-brother uh, group on the team that I, I can recollect. Uh, so his, his older brother, Stefan, was a uh, multi-year operator, multi-year business coach, and uh, it actually brought uh, Sasha on as a, as a painter during his grade 11 season and grade 12 season when uh, Stefan was working with uh, Marnus Kutzi, uh, a top operator in Kingston. And then Stefan joined uh, Sasha as, uh, as a uh, production manager during his really amazing rookie season. And then he's, he's been operating for three years. We talk about just all the things that he's doing to take his business uh, to another level. His, his first year's business was 90. His second year's business was 215. This year, his goal is a half million dollars. He's already got $150,000 booked at that. He's got an incredible team that he's recruited. So really, really up to stuff, really, really exciting about, you know, just how committed, high integrity wise, this young, a young leader is. And I know you're going to love uh, the podcast. So you know why we do this? We do this as a way of sharing with the world what the student works management program is up to, getting the value that we're creating, and looking to attract amazing young leaders like Sasha, like his brother Stefan. So if you know of amazing young leaders looking to really step up into their leadership, please share this podcast. If you have any comment about the uh, podcast or referrals for me, please shoot me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. Have a fantastic day. Sasha, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. Really happy to be here. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. And, and it's really interesting. Like, this is your sixth year in the program. We, uh, we were just sort of discovering that. It's, it's, it's like, wow. So what, what we'll do is we'll sort of take you back to, um, I guess you joined as a, for, the, for a couple months during the summer of your grade 11 year. So what had you interested? What was the thinking about coming and joining Student Works as a, as a painter? 
Yeah. So it was, you know, pretty, pretty simple reasoning at that point. My, my older brother was a part of the program and, and that summer in particular, he was a painter for a good buddy of his, you know, this was in Kingston and, and he was at Queens at the time. And, uh, and, he, and we had already knew how to paint. And he said, come, come, you know, come up and paint for a couple months. And, uh, you know, it's with my housemates and it's, it's a blast. And, you know, little did I know that it would turn into, into what it is today. And, and really that's just the, the beauty of the program, but it was just, you know, something to kill, kill a couple months in the summer at that point. Yeah. Makes, makes, makes some money. And, and so one of the things I did want to talk to you about is, you know, so in grade 12, you basically, your brother was a huge part of our record-breaking business that Marnus Kutzi and your brother, Stefan Milosevic, and I can't remember. Alex Bulla. Alex Bulla. What a great guy he was. And all three of them came together and, and broke the all-time record. Now the all-time record is literally double that. But yeah. anyhow, um, <laughs> you know, 310 or 308,000. And they were just so invigorated, so committed. What was your experience of joining that team once you finished your high school exams and going in and experiencing that? Yeah, so it was, it was pretty wild. It was just like, the best word is really just electric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were all in the same house running, you know, the same business together, which you see a bit now in the program, I think, yes. but it, it yeah. really is different in terms of just everybody's pushing each other constantly. And if someone's, you know, struggling or having a tough week, the other two, you know, you, you lift, you lift the other one up. And so it was just constant go, go, go. They were up early and and we were back late. And, you know, I saw that from the perspective as a, of a painter. Um, but now understanding like what it takes to, to run the business, I just see, you know, how much fun, fun it is to work with other people. And, uh, and it was pretty wild what, um, what they were doing at the time for sure, how much work they are putting in. Yeah, how much work they are putting in. And, 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 but part of it is, like you point to, they were making it fun. They were, you know, not easy, um, but fun, you know, and tell me about the Sally Ups. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a funny little story. And, and uh, so really just with the m- amount that they're working, mostly, most of the time during the weeks, they wouldn't get to the gym or get to exercise. So one thing they made a commitment to do every single day was, a Sally up, which is just, I think originated from, you know, an, an army competition or challenge, but it's a song called flower by Moby. I think it's about three minutes and in total 36 pushups. And you kind of, it's a, just bring Sally up, bring Sally down the whole time. And, and when you go bring Sally down, you go down in the push up and bring Sally up and then you do a push up and there's a couple pauses and uh, every single day, like clockwork, they do it. And, uh, you know, I join in once in a while, couldn't get quite through, but, you know, Marnus was doing doubles. So he'd do two push ups every time. So it was just, uh, I think, an anchor for them, you know, yeah. every single day, at least they, they make that commitment happen. So that was a really cool, uh, cool thing they do. And so if, if people are interested, you can you can Google, you know, Sally Ups and you'll see the Sally Up on the YouTube and uh, on the YouTube on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and, and you know, one funny story in the, the first year we're jumping, we'll go back. But in the first year of January training, uh, Corey McKinnon, one of our amazing alumni, came in to speak and he had a, a push-up competition as just something to show how how energy begets energy. Mm. And it was it was like, you know, moving your body and he's done all sorts of different things. And it just speaks to that. And that's one of the things that 
this speaks to as well. Energy gives energy, you know, and, and I remember you won the push-up competition. So, so yeah. and I'd heard about the Sally up. So I go, oh, Sasha, you do those. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't pass up on that opportunity. All that training that finally came, <laughs> came in handy. It came in handy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, the, the grade 12 year. And, and then, you ha- then you had the opportunity and, and well, what, you know, like just speaking to, you know, the experience as a painter, what do you see the pros and the cons of being a painter and looking and comparing and contrasting? Because remember, it's, it's high school. So what are really the best high school jobs? I don't know. But what, you know, what did you get out of, you know, as a painter in, in, uh, in high school? Oh, yeah. So one of the biggest things I'd, I'd say for that is, is really just um, a lot of grit and a lot of resilience. Mm-hmm. So just with that business, you know, they had full send Fridays at the time, which was just on the Friday, you would just crank out the rest of your job, you know, as much as you could, obviously, you know, sometimes it just wouldn't work to get it done, but that could take us into seven 30, sometimes 8 PM at night on Fridays, try and get jobs done. And, and that's, you know, starting at seven 30 or eight that morning. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was just insane to really see like what is possible in terms of getting stuff done in a day and also what you can achieve, you know, with, your own energy and, and own productivity in a day. But, you know, on top of that, it, it's, you know, I did a lot of exterior stuff. I remember this one day just stripping this deck, which, you know, those that don't know is, is either chemically intensive or labor, in, you know, intensive with a sander and yeah. uh, just dripping sweat all day, like sun beating down. And that's something I remember really fondly now. You know, it's oftentimes the toughest memories and, and experiences that stick with you and that you pull the most from. So, you know, now like to go and, work in the summer as, you know, business owner, um, I can crank out those kinds of days, no problem. Right. And obviously more management, more admin, more systems checking now, but to go and work till seven thirty eight in the afternoon, you know, for the first month of the summer, I'd say is, is pretty regular for, for me and my business. Yeah, no, no. It's, I feel the same way. And, and looking back over those really, really challenging days, those really tough days or those really challenging workouts or whatever, it's kind of says, well, look what I did, you know, this is easy comparatively. Right. And, and, you know, and I, you know, maybe not easy and I can do that. And I've shown that I can do that. There really is something as a young leader, you know, just, just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and really challenging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Raises the bar. I I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, and now like look at the program as well. Similarly, it's like every year, you know, two, 200 K is no longer, you know, you know, the record record for whatever the, the rookie business and, you know, right. not no longer 300 K for, you know, the vet that was broken a long time ago. And it's just continually pushing what is, is possible for, for someone to do in an eight month, you know, season. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so what happened, I, I guess, uh, Stefan, your brother, uh, uh, so he came on and decided to take, take on Kingston. How quickly was, did, was he in your ear about, you know, taking on the production manager role? Yeah. So it actually, the offer, you know, was made out to me pretty early. I think he realized he'd need to bring on some great people to, to mm-hmm. do, you know, the, the business size he wanted to that year. And yeah, so that was a call and in, in before in the preseason. So really before our, even before our January training, cause I did go to that that year and it was in December and I, you know, thought about it and, and absolutely wanted to come on and work with my older brother as you know, you, there's a lot of siblings and student works and, and uh, a lot of that, but and yeah, so I came on and we pretty much immediately started marketing and, and getting out there in the freezing Kingston winters. Um, and, you know, just kind of went went pretty strong from there. You're right. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting as well. That's something as well where, 
that wouldn't wouldn't have been a miss where somebody like you who'd already worked for two years wouldn't have been at January training. Now we're, you know, I know, I know the last, if I, I think we were, you know, 350 operators at our different trainings this in late March, uh, this past year, early April for production training. And what made the number so much bigger was there are so many more production managers, so many more sales managers getting the full experience using our capability to train so that people would be so much better trained and experienced heading into the season. Yeah, absolutely. So Sasha, so what did you take away from that experience of, of being a being a production manager? What aspects of the business did you did you uh, you know sort of handle or, or co co lead with uh, Stefan? Yeah, so that's when the management you know skills and, and experience and development comes in. So I looked after the interior production for that business that year. Um, that's yeah. my my kind of you know that's my niche as a painter, super high detail oriented, you know, kinesthetically aware and and uh, able to to really manage that side well. So got to look after you know it was I believe that year was it was only about four painters, so two crews and would help you know the product exterior a little bit. But you know for for me it was getting to see what it's like to manage a number of, of job sites, moving parts, you know, three, sometimes four clients at a time and, mm-hmm. you know, different temperaments with clients, with painters and, and how to go and really manage that at a, at a high level and a professional quality of work. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, was where things really got, uh, got elevated there and and with time management as well you know you're going around to different sites you're managing different start times and and finish times for jobs so um yeah that was a you know every summer is huge but that one is was big as well yeah no that was great that's great i know as we were mentioning before um stefan summer was was running right up against the previous all-time rookie record of uh of chakra and uh and 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 candidly i think it would have been jumped but but stefan and you had a had a european trip that you went to and stefan was was going to go become a uh, a, a business coach for two years which made sense so he kind of moved and changed that focus mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were looking at joining the program, you know, what were you thinking, Sasha? You know, what you know, what was your level of confidence after spending three years from uh, with us, uh, you know, in that in that summer in, in your rookie year? Yeah. So, you know, surprisingly, maybe to some, it was the confidence wasn't wasn't, you know, through the roof yeah. for going and running my business, you know, as, as you might think. And um, so for me, it was, you know, obviously the next natural step, um, but it, it wasn't something I jumped right, right into. I, I agreed and, you know, the time to actually commit and, and start the business was coming up. And I, I, you know, vividly remember a conversation with my business coach, Devin, um, just in my house, my student house, and we were just talking and I just felt as though I, I wasn't capable of doing it. You know, school, right. school was starting my second year at Queens and, you know, that, that pressure was starting to be felt as, as the season, you know, school season was starting And but he, you know, re-enrolled me in, in it and, and made me um, see that it was absolutely possible that I, I would, I would do an amazing job and that, you know, that, that it would um, be wonderful for me. So, you know, I, I, took that, took that leap and best, obviously best decision that I've, I've really ever made to this day. And right. really glad that, you know, my coach didn't, didn't give up on me at all. And not that, that he ever would, but that, that system is there, I guess, is, is really what I am, am getting at that, um, that I was supported and, and pushed. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you think back, you know, like, you know, I think this is really awesome. Like when you think back, where do you think that, 
lack of confidence came from or your concern? Just, you know, what, what, what do you think about that, Sash? Yeah, well, what I think is, you know, as most pretty much every every student in in student works were full time course load. And, you know, we're, you know, prospective doctors, prospective lawyers, like we're in right. serious, serious programs um, that are academically intensive. Yeah. So it's like for a lot of us and this goes back to kind of raising the bar when you kind of think about, well, last year I struggled with my academics alone or something like that and struggled to do that in extracurriculars. It's like, how do I go and run a business on top of that? Right. And that's just that, that element that, it, that student works introduces is just going and raising the bar and seeing through, you know, improving your organization and improve your uh, scheduling and stuff like that. You can do all of those things and, and do them at a high level as well. So it's just concern that I, it would be too much overall. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And it's like, you know, when you really go after something with a, a real great plan and commitment, it's like your plate can get bigger. That's one of the things we talk about is our plate gets bigger. And, and one of the things, you know, we can see that in the world where the, the people who are the best leaders in the world, it's like, wow, look at all that they get done. Look at all that Elon Musk has got done. Now, now again, sleeping in the factory and working 16 hour days for seven days a week. And, you know, so in having an incredibly high IQ, maybe we should, again, compare ourselves to Elon, I wouldn't suggest, and to sort of say, well, hold on, you know, it's so outrageous, then can I move towards that? Can I move towards that to, to, to again, live, live uh, a full life as best I can? So, well, that's, that's awesome. So, you know, I, I guess one of the unique things that you actually went through as well was during, I guess, late February, early, early March, all of a sudden, all, all of our businesses were shut down. The world really came to a, to a stop for a whole number of weeks during COVID. How did you, did you find that experience and working with the company during that time? The first thing I'd say is just that it was amazing to have the support from Student Works and, you know, being a small business owner, I was by no means alone. There's 250, 300 other business owners in the same spot. So it really felt, you know, supported and and, um, and manageable. Um, but one of the things that that kind of had to, to flip for me and, and that I kind of thought about when approaching it is, as you do with kind of most difficult things, is you can either step down and, and away or step up and into it. And so that was kind of really the way I approached it and said, you know, this is, and you even talked about it in training, it's just an amazing opportunity. How is it happening for us? Well, you know, got to run my first business in a really unideal <laughs> circumstance yeah. through a pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, that's something not all business owners would have the opportunity to, you know, maybe going into the future if they started afterwards, as I now know how to pivot really effectively. And that was a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of minds and student works going every single day, every single week, trying to figure out how do we still drive success in, in our businesses. Um, so that was a great opportunity. And, and, um, in terms of an, another element as well is just the resilience. Yeah. So, you know, I know you kind of talked about it before, but, you know, having to, to go and, and do do the, the things that we need to do for our business through, you know, no contact or, or little contact. Yeah. And so um, that was a, a big bit as well as just, you know, working with people when, when things weren't, uh, you know, contact couldn't really happen. So, yeah. Again, I know one of the things that, that I've done is I pulled up on, on our, you know, database uh, Simon just looking at the the trend and it looked like you just had a a thoroughly consistent year Sasha like it, there wasn't any big jumps it was just like 
you just kept pushing through it. Is it any other any other ways that you look at the experience of your first summer and who you who you were becoming as a leader? Um, yeah, I mean, for for that first year, like I think one of the ways that I I like to kind of bring it into perspective a bit for myself as well as, you know what, it was my first time running a business mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, the, the largest rookie business that year by any means. I was in the, in the top, top, you know, yeah. area of, of the company, but um, really just understanding that it's about going and being better than who I was, you know, the week before the year before. And, and really like you just kind of alluded to earlier is just not comparing myself to others. So that consistency was just like, okay, how do I go and, and consistently continue to have results in my business every, every single week and, and month and, um, and kind of continue to see that as, as, you know, an achievement in and of itself of just, uh, yeah, just getting, getting the result, keep on pushing through. No, that's awesome. And then, you know, I know last year there's just an enormous jump from, you know, over 90,000 to selling over, you know, 200 and, you know, $50,000 with a business, just an enormous, uh, enormous growth. And I remember seeing it in you as well, like just your level of confidence, you know, you're just, you're just, uh, showing up just so much more, um, yeah, confidence, powerful, you know, is a real, real powerful leader. So how did you experience your second year? For my second year, that took me back to Kingston. My first was in Toronto. Um, I just like, you know, I like the the vibes in Kingston. I like the the community and the support was, you know, for me, what I, I really, you know, um, I guess resonated with. So taking it to, to that year, it was just 250 uh, or I guess 215 sold 260, but really just saw, um, you know, after the first year success and, you know, going back to the question at the start, like, could I even have, you know, run a successful business? I saw that it was possible. And just with student works is kind of, I guess, just our mentality of proving to everyone what they can really achieve and, and pushing that envelope. I was like, Hey, why don't I go and set pretty crazy goal to go and, you know, double that business from last year, have double the inputs and double the people to go and, and sell and produce that. And so, um, really kind of started to see what I was capable of achieving, which, you know, prior to that, um, you know, wasn't that, that wasn't necessarily there for me. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, uh, that's awesome. So, and now we are basically, we are recording this on April 4th, 2022. So uh, last year, same time when you basically, so you, your first year, you basically did 90,000. Last year, same time, you had $95,000 sold already. Mm-hmm. So this year, you are already at 100, basically at 150,000. Mm-hmm. So it's like just, just this enormous, enormous jump. What's the goal for this season? So the goal for this season is to sell and produce because <laughs> those are two, yeah. two different things. Um, five hundred thousand, so half half a million dollar business. And so, how are you going to uh, create that? Obviously, you got a huge running jump on it. How are you going to create that with your team? How I really am approaching it this year is is um, just taking it as an opportunity to um, elevate my delegation and enrollment of others in my business. Mm-hmm. So you know, to go and do five hundred thousand, you you have to be a a, a one man army. You'd have to be Superman to go and <laughs> yes. do that. Also, what do you do? You look towards the amazing people that you can bring on, and you know, I've got two great production managers, and I think already just over half of my team fully, you know, recruited and signed on for this season. So it, it's now for this year. A lot of the times in my meetings with Devin every week is you know looking at um, what can I got, what systems can I go and create to then enroll someone in taking on, and and then just managing those. Right. So you know, basically putting together a whole position of my business. So recruiting or marketing. 
and then going and enrolling my, one of my two PMs to go and tackle that. And that way my time's freed up to go and do the things that are required of additionally required of me to go and, and, you know, do 500,000. So fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And I, and I guess as well, you were able to recruit some uh, previous people from your business and then also looking to recruit people from other businesses to come support you. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so what do you think is going to be the limiting step for you to, you know, if, if we're sitting here, you know, uh, you know, I know you'll be in Cancun. And so if, let, let's imagine that we're sitting in November in Cancun, having, having a drink at the bar, Sasha, which we'll do no matter what, which way side, you know, you make it, you don't, um, <laughs> we'll still be friends. Hey leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, Every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. Um, so what, what, what would be the, the, the limiting step that would make the difference about achieving this or not achieving this? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say for me and for the business as well, say certainly, you know, I think production would be the, the easy answer because yeah. obviously you have to go and produce that work. But I think a lot of it will come down to how efficiently I'm, I'm maintaining those systems that we have in place. Cause I, I, you know, I know how to do it all. I know how to recruit, I know how to train. So I know how to, how to tackle all that stuff. It's just is stuff in place to go and manage those amazing systems that we do have in student works. And in terms of checking in with crews, in terms of making sure jobs are started and finished, you know, powerfully and effectively with crews. Mm -hmm. Um, so just making sure that over this coming month, I'm, I'm putting aside a lot of time to go and um, and make sure that there's time aside every single week to go and and um, and manage those systems. And yeah, and I think really that's that's what it'll come down to is, is if that stuff's all in place, then everyone can go and, and really do their job effectively. And I think that's how it'll happen. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, that's really excited. Um, and so, you know, uh, when you joined the, the the business, I guess you know, is, is I guess six years ago or you know five plus years ago. Yeah, could you have seen yourself here? No, <laughs> so <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, I I think um, the way that I was, I, I you know aspirations to you know be successful in life, um, but I just had no idea how how I was going to get there and you know, as I mentioned before, with kind of, you know, raising your goal, doubling your goal, like that's, that's really big is, you know, I see that now the same way as I do in my business, in my personal life as well. So it's like, I really see the means of going and achieving um, a lot of success in my life. And that's just through the program of, of kind of showing me how much I can achieve. So no, I wouldn't, wouldn't have seen myself here. And, and really now I know that I could go and continue to raise the bar on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis, both in my business and in my personal life. And, uh, 
now I, I see see what's really possible in in my life and and go and live you know play a play a big game so awesome awesome yeah and so what habits do you think you know someone uh would want to steal from you first off um for that i would i would have to say organization mm-hmm. so you know i'm i'm just inherently a, a really organized guy it comes naturally to me and it also as a result is pretty essential for my daily function that things are organized both in a physical sense and you know on whatever it might might be on online as well right um so really manage to kind of maintain my organization at, at a high degree and that just helps you on a daily basis to have more effective days you know stick to the schedule you set and yeah and just just be more productive as a result so that's certainly one that i would say the second one is I have a pretty um, consistent um, routine in terms of, of physical fitness. So it's a pretty big habit in my life. And, you know, you you as well would understand, you know, being a high performing athlete back in your days in university that once you're hooked on, you know, yeah. being fit and, and, you know, having regular physical activity in your life, it's a, it's an anchor and it provides consistency. And um, in addition to that, you know, when things might be not going so well in other areas, um, I see it as, as a place where I'm continuing to drive, you know, progress in my, my life. So I'm still getting better every single day, yeah. even though, you know, other things might not, um, might not represent that. And one little thing I wanted to, you know, the way that I really approach fitness and wanted to share with you, I just thought that this was great. And for whatever reason, it stuck with me, but there's a documentary, Warren Buffett's documentary on Netflix. Um, And and in that, you know, you know, Warren Buffett, more money than anyone would ever, ever spend in a lifetime or could ever spend. And, you know, he's sharing with a school, you know, a a group of kids at a school that, um, you know, the one thing that he wish he had more of is, is, you know, time and, and what he kind of relates it to is imagine that you were able to pick one car and you could pick any car that you wanted. doesn't matter how rare or custom or, you know, um, exotic it might be, but you can go and, and, and pick that car and that's yours for free. But the catch is, you know, that's the car that you're going to have for your entire life. So, you know, think of how immaculately you would take care of that thing. You know, you'd keep it in perfect condition. You would, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd get, um, you know, all the, all the protection that you could for it. Um, and then he kind of says, you know, think about that as, as your body, right. you know, you have one mind and one body. So, you know, you, how are you going to go and, and make sure that that's in best shape it could possibly be so that you can, you know, go and live a fantastic life. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I did not know that Warren had a Netflix doc. So I will be definitely tuning into that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, well, that's great. Well, I know one of the other things I know I didn't tell you, I'd be asking about this, but one of the other things that you've done last year and doing this year as well is, is participating as a, as kind of a mentor, senior leader for other rookies. So, so I know this is a unpaid role where you're just, you know, helping out. So so, you know, first of all, maybe you can explain this to, to our leaders listening. And then what are you getting, you know, like what, what, you know, obviously, and then what you're contributing, but then what are you getting from participating like that? Yeah. So what I get out of that is, is certainly one is, you know, you get to see and assist in other people's businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's me, two other vets and then two rookies. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a mix of, of experience, a mix of knowledge. And so I get, get to take on for that group. I'm, I'm, you know, the vet leader as, as it's, you know, designated. Yeah. And, um, and so I get to go and see not only the successes in their businesses, but also the challenges. And, you know, a lot of it is, is celebrating the successes, but for the challenges I get to go and what I get out of it is the ability to, you know, 
sometimes fumble through, but that's part of, you know, learning, yeah. having conversations with them about, you know, how can we go and, and fix this? You know, what's the challenge? Is it, you know, really that big, big of a deal and, and kind of, you know, working with them to kind of find a solution and, and redirect things for the remainder of that week. We have our call on, on Fridays. So, you know, it's just kind of, uh, for me, coaching is, is of interest. Right. I know there's a business coach position in student work. So, you know, it's just kind of a, a precursor to, to that and learning how to go and, and make impacts in people's lives and their business is just through conversation. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and, and, uh, it's, it's really, uh, you know, the other thing for me is, is it's just fun to make a difference. It's really rewarding to make a difference in someone's life. You know, I guess it's what I get to do for a living. Literally, I'll spend all my time coaching and training, you know, uh, and it's just it's just so rewarding to, to do it. You know, obviously, ultimately, um, there's rewards for it and, and that you're getting all those rewards in your business, you know, because, you know, it certainly gets you better at it, too. You know, but, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, no, I think that's awesome. So uh, anything else you'd like before the final question, Sash, anything else you'd like to share with the young leaders uh, on this podcast? Yeah. So I think for me, what I'd, I'd like to share is just painting, you know, a picture of the impact that the program is able to have in your life in terms of relationships. So, you know, this doesn't, you know, and, and relationships are everything is one, one of our, uh, our values. Yeah one of our values and but you know this isn't just for you know people listening it's relationships with with painters that's one it's relationships with clients right and it's also you know relationships with the um operators and the coaching teams and student works and so you know like what um what does that mean for for you know me and and other people in the in the program is just I wanted to kind of share and relate it to a, a phrase that I had heard just from from another coach that I'm, you know, discussing things with. But, you know, it's do you meet people for a reason? Do you meet them for a season or do you meet them for a lifetime? And I think that in relation specifically to the operators in, in student works, that's those are lifetime relationships. And, you know, when it comes to clients, it's, you know, we work with clientele who are, are you know, professionals in their, in their career paths. And this could be, you know, uh, an opportunity as, as, you know, future venture, I've been offered jobs from clients. Yeah. And it also is, is this insight, a lot of business owners that are clients of mine and, and insight into how do they run their business and what does that look like for you? And just getting to develop that relationship with them. And, and then for painters, it's, you can go and, and impact their lives. You know, I was a referral. Yeah. I know, you know, over a third of the, of the program is made up of referrals. Yeah. And these are people who are all experiencing life-changing development that, you know, similar to myself that I've, I've shared on this. So really just understanding that, um, that through this program, there's just so many different avenues to be impacted and to impact um, other people just with these relationships, which for me will, will be lifetime relationships. So just wanted to share about just how amazing that is and, you know, acknowledge you for that. I know I've done that on the phone, but that's, that's the impact you're creating. Well, thank, well, thank you. And, and, and again, you know, for me, I, I, I don't take it on as, oh, wow, look at me. I take it on as, as an operator who I actually experienced this in the same way. And that I, many of my closest friends, and a lot of times, one of the things about entrepreneurs, they spread out. So they're in different places because they can be. Um, <laughs> so they can afford to be wherever they want. And, and so 
but they still are my closest friends and I call them and we talk and we're connected and when we get a chance to see them, it's fantastic. And um, they are like, like you said, friends for a lifetime. I know Rob Friday, he's been on the podcast. He came to our Kitchener training recently and he was sharing, he's, he's going on a, a honeymoon and got delayed because of COVID, but he's going on a, he's, he's, he's doing a Croatian uh, tour on his boat, yacht, sorry, yacht. Uh, I think it's quite an expensive <laughs> yacht and, he ha, you know, 10 friends and five of them were from the program. So it's like this is a consistent theme uh, of people, um, you know, meeting people who really matter here. So, um, yeah. So final question, Sash, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? What I have to say is, and this is a bit of a bit of a landmark term. And, and you know, that's that's the personal development uh, curriculum that I've been a part of is someone who constitutes themselves as, you know, the group. Okay. So, you know, someone, you know, whether it's a small business, a large business, a company, it just, you know, for me, the way I see it is and starting to, you know, see this myself in my business is someone else isn't succeeding, someone else isn't doing well, you know, then, then I'm not doing well. So it's being really invested in the success of everyone that, you know, you're leading in, in your group or community um, and, uh, and, and being wholeheartedly in, involved in, and um, committed to that. So that's what I, I would have to say. I love that. I love that. And, and I, know, I know you've taken so much value uh, from, from Landmark and I know I have, our organization has, I think we're well over 200, I think we're 250 or so referrals. Uh, again, another, we had an operator, uh, Daniel Fanaberia, who's just recently on the podcast, came up to our training in Montreal and he was sharing about just a, a bunch of the huge takeaways, uh, you know, in his business and his life from, from, from that. And, yeah. and, you know, again, you know, uh, leaders are readers, leaders are learners, you know, that's something to pay attention to, you know, just that ongoing, you know, you, you can certainly earn more than you need, like, like, uh, like uh, Warren's, Warren's got more than he needs. And so he's focused on giving it away, but you can never learn more. You know, you always, always can learn more, always yeah. can contribute more. And it's exciting. And it never runs out of, ne never runs out of uh, excitement and joy. You know, Sash, so excited about you, your involvement in the program and just, just, uh, you know, again, and continuing involvement in the program. So, so let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's keep, let's keep crushing it. I'll be excited to see what you can accomplish this season. And, and I just love as well, just, just like we are, by the way, we're talking candidly about our $30 million target. We are no way that's a guaranteed number. <laughs> we are, yeah. we are at risk of hitting it. We are, we are, we are excited. We are enrolled. We are engaged. <laughs> we are engaging others. Yeah. And uh, just like you, I know this half million dollar target is going to be uh going to be a real challenge. And that's, what's fun. Yeah. You know, you put it out there and let's go, let's go do our best to go make it happen. Right. Yeah. Let's go make sure we're both sharing that drink. You haven't hit your 30 million. Me haven't hit my 500. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be. We did hit it. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. my man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hey, you have an care. awesome day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now, and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path 
of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.